Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. And we are back. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in. You guys are in for a treat today. I'm telling you what, I know I say this often, but man, it's amazing the people that I have on this show. It just blows my mind. And it just makes me realize how amazing people are and how they fight through you know, adversity and triumph over the things that are in their way. And it just inspires all of us that we can get through the things that we're going through. I want to thank you for believing in me and tuning in week after week and sharing these episodes. I do need to give a shout out to our sponsors, Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, Thread Wallets, and then the music, as always, at the beginning and the end of this podcast is by my good friend, Paul Cardall. He's an award-winning pianist and an amazing human being, and I'm so grateful that he lets me use his music. So today we are joined with the beautiful Allie Jensen. Allie, thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. You know, your mom reached out to me, I don't know, it's probably a little over maybe two months ago mm-hmm. and shared a video of uh, of your life up to this point. And it really was, <clears throat> I mean, I'm choking up just thinking about this, how amazing it was. But also really hard to watch because you've been through a lot, Allie. And we're going to get into that here in a minute. But why don't we start off so our listeners get to know you a little bit. Like, Tell us a little bit about your childhood and a little bit about your family. Okay. I have the most amazing family in the world. I've got four other siblings, three brothers, and one sister. Um, I grew up... I'm a very... My parents always said I was a very happy child. Yeah. My mom compares me to Disneyland because she was like, <laughs> she's just the happiest girl in the world. Wow, and yeah. <laughs> I loved to flip. I loved to move my body in any way possible. So my sister, she was a dancer and she kind of started to train me and coach me and she would stretch me and teach me tricks. And yeah. at age two, seriously, I was doing back handsprings, backflips, wow. like seriously. Yeah. Just from a young age, <laughs> loved it and inspired. Yeah. And just to perform, I loved that as well. And it was my life. I did it for about 10, 12 years yeah. about. Okay. And um, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's been. And you knew it when you were, you know, two years old. Yeah. That this is the, what I yeah. love doing. Well, I tried everything. I tried soccer. <laughs> I tried gymnastics. And then I also did piano while I was in gymnastics. I mean, yeah. in dance as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I grew up doing that. It was my everything. I would go straight to school and I would get checked out of school 30 minutes early every day. Wow, drive wow. to Provo and be at school from three to, I mean, dance from three to nine Jeez. every day. And it was my life. I loved it. I'll I tell you, it. dancers are the hardest working people out there. You know, my, I have three girls and they all, you know, two of them were on drill team. One was on dance company. And the amount of time and energy they put into that is mm-hmm. in, insane. I know. It is yeah. crazy. Especially <laughs> when you want to make it big. And when yeah. I was younger, that was my dream to, you know, Broadway yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's just the time and dedication. People don't realize it. And yeah. 
you don't realize it unless you have a family member or you're in it yourself. It's yeah. it's a tough one, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. Like so rewarding. No, I love that. You know, I, I'm really impressed by the way you carry yourself and you know, you're here to bring some awareness to our listeners and to the world and because of some really tough times you have been through. And I think if people saw you today and just in listening to your voice, if they could sit here and they'd be like there's nothing wrong with this girl, yeah, man. I exactly. mean, she's, she's positive. She's happy. <laughs> she seems like she's got it all together. But what people don't realize is that you're dealing with some pretty heavy health issues. And again, like I said, I was so impressed with how you're dealing with this. And I know you have your ups and downs, obviously, probably more downs than I even am aware of. But you're here to bring some awareness around um, vascular compression. Yes. And so what I'd like to do is maybe explain to our listeners what that is. And then let's go back to age 11 when things started to go maybe in a different direction that you weren't expecting. Okay. So vascular compressions, it kind of, it's like an umbrella. Um, usually if you have one, you usually have a few. Some people have just a few. And that at first was technically called rare. Um, mm. And now it's becoming more common. Okay. We're starting to realize. What I'm at, um, I have all compressions and we're still finding more um that's rare but compressions itself isn't so it's like a hose so if a hose gets kinked water can't get through right yeah so if a vein gets kinked your blood can't get through okay so you're not getting blood to certain organs so like my um renal vein was compressed so i wasn't getting blood flow to my kidney so They cut out my renal vein and moved my left kidney to my hip. So that's, for example, like they have to rearrange and kind of um, put your body in different places. Like like rearrange the plumbing, so to speak, right? Exactly. To make sure it's flowing correctly. Yes, exactly. And um, after you find one, usually you find another. It's kind of like one pops up after another. Mm. Um, And so that's kind of how I've been through, been dealing through since age 11 to 19 um and what kind of causes it all they don't know anything at all yeah sorry just they don't they don't know a lot of it sorry my brain fog is insane no you're good the brain fog is so bad it's a bad symptom but um it's very unknown and there's not a lot of doctors in the u.s that understand it and that want to understand it because it is not easy to understand right and there is quite a few, um, but like I can count them on my hands and wow. Wow. it's sad that, mm-hmm. um, I am seeing so many people, um, deal with it and they can't find doctors. They can't find resources to help, um, them. And it's so hard to watch and yeah. sorry, I'm getting kind of off topic. No, you're good. Well, why don't we do this? Um, so you're, you, you. You grew up dancing. You're you're this powerful, happy Disneyland kid. Yes. You know everything's going in a good direction, and you're just loving life as a kid. That's just what we do, right? Yeah. At age eleven, between ages eleven and twelve, mm-hmm. you started experiencing some things. So why don't we start from yeah. there? Like what what happened at age eleven that you noticed that was going on? Okay, I started peeing so much. Okay. Like <laughs> so much. We were like, what is going on with me? Yeah. My family would 
be so mad to do road trips with me because (laughs) stop every five miles literally like once an hour i'm like i gotta go again so that was the first symptom and we started to realize you know what this is kind of not normal maybe there's some like diabetes or something going on so we go to a you know primary care do the basic testing and everything's totally fine um i was still dancing you know 35 hours a week at the time it was my life wasn't changing it that was everything i wanted to do oh yeah and i was not i was not going to change it (laughs) and so i made it work um and then i started to get just some pelvic and abdominal pain um not enough to um, limit me from dancing just here and there um that ended up increasing where i would have to miss dance and Mm. um that's not me. So it just, it just started. Yeah, because you've to, never missed dance because no, that's your passion. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, so when we started to see that, we, we knew something was up. Um, we decided to take me to a urologist um, and did the basic testing. He's like, you're good. And then he thought of one disease called interstitial cystitis that I was um, diagnosed with and um, that I did. A procedure every three months. Okay. I went under anesthesia. Wow. wow. And they put a medication in my bladder, cracked the blinding, made it bleed, and um, hopefully I could hold my pee for longer. Yeah. So that would help me. <laughs> yeah. um, we did that for, we did that nine times. And then Dang. we realized this is not working. So we went to a different urologist. Um, she ended up switching me to an in-office procedure once a week. And okay. I did that for two years. So... Th- Wow. First of all, wow. That's, I mean, for an 11, that's hard for anyone, but a little alone 11 year old. Mm-hmm. So how is your like mental and emotional state at this time is you're dealing with something as a kid, you're going, what is going on? Honestly, at that time it was hard, but I was still happy. Like I, I was still <laughs> enjoying life yeah. and I, I was functioning mm-hmm. and and I look back at that and I, I would do anything to be where I was yeah. then. Okay. Um, wow. Sorry, there's going to be a lot of tears. I'm kind of. No. That's uh, why I've got the tissues yeah. next to you. Please, this I, um, is a safe place to cry. I'm still kind of fighting for my life right now. So it's, you know, it's hard. But um, wow. as 11 year old, yeah, it is tough to realize that things are going to have to change. Yeah. And yeah. your life isn't going to be as normal anymore. Um, I, I held on to dance for a while. I made it work. I would miss classes here and there, um, till about 14, 15 years old. And I was going to doctors, you know, weekly. I was in the hospital three or four times a week doing testing. We did. I've done every testing known to man, literally anything you can imagine I've done just to try and figure out what's going on. Well, and also, correct me if I'm wrong, but p- doctors were even doubting you like, hey, this is just um, you know something mental. Yes. And, and yes. people even at some point maybe even thinking, maybe she's a little crazy here. It's not, and, and you're thinking, am I going crazy? Because no, this is really happening. Is 100%. that part of the battle, right? Yes, that is one of the hardest parts about the battle is you are fighting for someone to believe you 24 seven and I'm nine years in the journey and I'm still just, I feel like I'm drowning, like just struggling for one person to listen to me still to this day. Yeah. And that is the hard thing about it. I want people to not feel like that. It feels, you feel alone and you feel like 
invalidated and you feel like you are going crazy even though you know it's real wow yeah yeah and it's it's the first thing they go to is an eating disorder because my stomach started to hurt i mean when i was eating it was hurting and you know and, and you're thin and they're I'm probably thin, thinking yeah, yeah i'm young and you know it does look like that and yeah. that's hard and i know it's so real mm-hmm. i know that yeah and i don't want to discredit those that do go through that it's so real but for me that's not what was happening and i have always been told that that is what's happening and i've tried everything i've tried to they've tried repro they said reprogramming your brain you know that's what i had to do <laughs> and um you wow. know just every everything every therapy that we could to you know mentally fix me we tried it you know we tried it as you're thinking well maybe there's something to it yeah, yeah i i tried everything because i i just wanted something yeah. to work i wanted yeah. relief and i wanted any answer just any answer yeah Wow. Yeah. So eventually you get to a point, and again, you're testing after testing and all these different diagnoses that were off and not correct. And did this lead up to when you went to, was it to Germany for a surgery? Is- so right before that, okay. before we led up to that, okay. Um, I got introduced to a family in my same city, Draper, and there were, was a daughter that had the same thing. Mm. Um, she actually was friends with my brother and she told oh, really? me at the beginning of my journey, like, this is what I deal with. I doubt you have this going on. This is rare, but like, this is what I deal with. Oh, wow. And I, um, our did, mother's connected from there on. Did that feel good? At least knowing that, Hey, I'm not alone. Oh, a hundred percent. I bet. A hundred percent. It was like the first validating feeling I felt then. Like it was everything for me. Yeah. And, um, so she, they first kind of guided us to go to the right doctors and the right surgeons. Um, usually what happens to a, a, a someone who is in my situation, they have no direction, no guidance in where to go. So they kind of struggle just bouncing doctor to doctor, which I did four years from 11 to 14 testing and asking doctors to believe me. But around age 14, she suggested I go see a surgeon um, here in Salt Lake okay. and he tested me for a compression, which I most certainly had. Um, mm-hmm. and then he sent me to a different surgeon in Connecticut and I flew there and got surgery there. Jeez. Um, and then we, I still was doing horribly, like horribly. And when mm-hmm. you're told at the beginning of this, it's like, after this surgery, you'll be better. You're yeah. good. Like your plumbing will be fixed your blood will be flowing you're good so describe the feeling though you're hurting like what does it feel like for our listeners who may not know like what what did it feel like when you say you're not doing well what does it feel like like physically and emotionally yes um so physically when i get in so much pain it's like one touch one Mm. flick one one little thing is too much on my body okay so like when i have pain my pain radiates everywhere and yes i have localized pain in my stomach in my pelvis in my back in my leg but then it radiates everywhere and i feel aching and stabbing everywhere so that puts me obviously in a horrible mental state because how are you supposed to go do the things you love when you can't even get yourself to get out of bed Mm. and brush your teeth and take your meds like that 
even that feels like the hardest thing ever and it is honestly disappointing especially at the age I am at and was at because how are you supposed to be 14 and 15 and wondering like how am I going to do this another day and that's how it felt it it feels like that um in the moment and you can't and it's hard to get out of it you start to spiral and obviously I have now learned coping mechanisms and they don't all work all the time and I do struggle still (laughs) sure but back then it was hard because I had no coping mechanisms I had no guidance just I just felt alone like it just was lonely and I had that one person and she was the only person that made me feel validated and that's how I got through it through those years was her really it was her knowing that she just felt the same way yeah she understands and she gets you and Yeah. yeah and how important that is for all of us as when we're going through something hard, but this is another level of hard. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine, Allie, what you're going through in this at that particular time. And I know you're still dealing with it now, but uh, I, again, I just I'm blown away that you're even sitting here with me and smiling and and doing what you're doing. So, is this then? Is is that when it got to the point after that surgery back east, and it wasn't doing what you thought it was going to do? Is that when? Is that leading you to going to Germany about yeah so we we did that then we came back here to Salt Lake I went to a different surgeon he um actually diagnosed me with a different compression um that one was the renal vein compression where he moved my kidney I still was doing horrible with that we moved on to another doctor that was for a different compression called SMA and each compression is called a different thing because oh. it's different arteries. So that's yeah. like my superior mesenteric artery compressed. Oh, okay. So SMA for short. Um, he did a surgery. Then I didn't see relief. And at this time, I'm on a feeding tube. I'm not eating anything by mouth. I'm not getting out of bed. I can't dance anymore. Mm, um, and I'm on online school. And um, <laughs> yeah. I am like help me like seriously help yeah. me yeah and i i um started to reject my feeding tube i would throw up everything so we went to a pick line and um, i was getting nutrients through that and um you can only do that for so long it's hard on your liver right um and yeah. usually in the end you need a liver transplant or you kind of just mm. you you just end up passing because it's just hard on your body Jeez. um and we were going doctor to doctor just saying what can we do and um we found out I had another compression and a different radiologist ended up putting a stent in one of my veins. And I have another disease called Ehlers-Danlos, which is a connective tissue disease. My connective tissue doesn't work, which leads to these compressions. And not everybody has that, but I do. And a lot of people do. Um, With Ehlers-Danlos, you're not ever supposed to have a stent, which is like a metal. It's like almost like a fence like oh, type yeah. of texture yeah. in your vein and um, it perforated my vein went through it and hit my aorta which is you know one of your biggest veins in your body yeah right so oh i quickly quickly declined yeah. um and i was done i i couldn't do the pain anymore i couldn't do the mental anymore and not one doctor in the u.s would see me 
everybody said I'm either going to die, I'm either going to lose a limb, or I, I'm a liability. Um, wow. And they can't take me out. Um, so that's when we, we kind of d- accepted everything then. Um, just thought, let's live my life till we can. And I did get some amazing experiences. I mean, my parents are amazing. Yeah. The they- support they gave me and my family, they gave me so much support. And they still try to show me life and let me live life in these experiences. So I know this is going to be a tough question, but I, I want to ask, like, so you, you hear this, no doctor wants to see you, you know, you, you're basically, they're basically saying you're probably going to die. Mm-hmm. What is going, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what's going through your mind. And yes, you had all this support, but what, if you don't mind me asking, and I know this is a tough question, like what? Were you thinking about death? Were you thinking, okay, what's that going to look like? And Oh, yeah, I mean, 100%. I would ima- again, yeah. I know that's a tough question. No, but- I, I am happy to answer okay. that because it's so real. It was what was yeah. happening and it still happens to this day yeah. at times. Um, I, I'm, I obviously was sad, obviously. Sure. I right. don't want to leave my loved ones. I don't want to leave yeah. my supporting family and my friends. Yeah. But when you're in that amount of pain and nobody wants to help you, I was I was okay with it. I accepted it. Really? And I was ready and I thought, you know what? If this is my time, it's my time and I believe I believe I'm a strong believer that God God knows when it's your time and God has a plan for yeah. you and Yeah. And I thought if this is my plan, that's okay. Then I'm alright with that. And I accepted it and we were okay. We were happy with that and we just wanted to live our memories together and get some trips in and yeah. some memories in. Yeah. And that's when my mom came across a doctor in Germany. Mm. Um world renowned amazing surgeon. Yeah. And she reached out to him and they have different testing in Germany that we don't have here in the US. Mm. So he said, why don't you just come for testing? Like, let's not even think about surgery. Yeah, let's just Just come for testing. Yeah. So we flew to Leipzig, Germany. And it's hard. You have to think about, I'm carrying formula, like all my supplies. (laughs) I'm in a wheelchair. We have all of our bags. So, and then we're in Leipzig, Germany. So we're like, we kind of want to have fun. So let's go travel a little bit. (laughs) Let's (laughs) Let's make some fun out of this. And so we went to Prague and Vienna and... You know, mm. went to some places and made it fun. Tried to make it fun. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot to carry everything. Like I can imagine. It, yeah. And it was just my mom <laughs> with me, so it's just like yeah. it was crazy. My aunt came for some of the time, which was good. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing, and um, he, we found results, more compressions, mm. and so I flew back to the U.S. to give them this information and say. Hey, can is. you do something with this? Yeah. Like, I know what's wrong with me now. Can you fix it? And no doctors would say yeah. Still no. And we were like, okay, well, this Germany doctor was like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll try it. And oh so gosh. he said he could get us in like within the next week. So we hopped on a flight like literally within days. And right back. Went right back. And that was in November and we were over there for Thanksgiving and into December. And I I mm. got a major, major surgery mm-hmm. that 
absolutely did change my life. It helped me live yeah. on. And I was really, really close. We said goodbye. I mean, even into the surgery, we thought we I wouldn't even make it out of the surgery. Wow. Like yeah, it, yeah, your mom mentioned in that video you guys put together that she thought when you went to Germany, she wasn't sure you were coming back. Yeah, exactly. And we all, we knew that. Everyone in my family knew that. I knew that. Mm-hmm. And we accepted it and we said our goodbyes and we were okay with that. And Jeez. I can't even remember the night before my surgery. I can't even remember. Um, wow. I just remember the calls from my family, just seeing how much they loved me and supported yeah. me. And, yeah. you know, I have so many angels and I do want to talk about that. Um, and that my angels were carrying me and, yeah. and I just remember just thinking, you know everything is gonna happen what's supposed to happen and and i'm gonna be all right no matter what even if i do make it out it'll be okay and if i don't that's okay too Mm. so we were we were okay we were accepting it and we were all right with that yeah and i remember waking up from surgery and i'm like what like in my life (laughs) wow so you were surprised yeah i was like there's no way i heard my mom in the background and i don't remember this um but i guess my mom the surgery went on super long it was like an eight hour surgery and my mom wasn't getting updates and my mom i overheard my mom's voice in the back and i just called out mom mom where are you i can hear you And she heard me in the back and just came running back. I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. Um, Holy cow. And it was amazing. It was amazing to be alive. Yeah. It really was. And then I, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I can't even, I don't even know what that's like, you know, what that would feel like. But to be surprised that I'm I'm here, I'm alive. I made it through that surgery, and and um, and I think you was it. You ate your first meal, and it was like <laughs> I had my first. I had some French fries. Did, you, yeah, you had some French fries. <laughs> you finally got to eat something, like literally eat something that wasn't coming through a tube. Yeah, and uh, and so um, and I think you even mentioned you had noticed. You know, you had some scars on you from these surgeries because they had to cut you in several different areas. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I think you initially thought, oh, this is tough that mm-hmm. I've got these scars, but then immediately went, I'm alive. Yeah. It, it's like I look at them now and it's amazing. Like I, I can't be ashamed of them. I can't yeah. ever yeah. be afraid to hide them because it shows that, you know, yeah. I'm a warrior. I did this and I still do this every day. You are a warrior. Thanks. There's no doubt. That's that's a perfect <laughs> <Thank> word. <laughs> a warrior. Well, I would love if you're okay with it, touching on you're talking about these angels in your life. Yes. Let's talk about that because okay. that stuff I, I love talking yes. about that. <laughs> so I I have a few amazing angels that I feel extremely connected with. Um one being my dad's I mean my mom's father. Um he passed away from cancer when she was young in in college yeah and it was tough on them Mm. it was really really tough and um um 
I have always just felt really connected with him. Um, he was an amazing guy. And I know he's watching over me, even though I didn't get to meet him. Yeah. He's there for me. Wow. And my dad's dad also passed, and I feel extremely connected to him, too. Really? And okay. for for an like example, so I have a cousin that can see spirits and see mm. things. Yeah. Um, and the other day, I w went to church with my mom, and I was on my cane and mm. she was helping me i couldn't really walk and my cousin came up to me and she was said grandpa jensen's holding you up on the other side i can see him wow he's holding you Man. physically right now yeah. and I, I can see it and Jeez. that to hear that is so amazing to yeah. know that I have them yeah. there for me. I also, um, two years ago, I started dating this most amazing guy ever. Mm -hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Literally the biggest blessing right. I've ever had. Yeah. He's been through some hard stuff. His mom and brother were taken from him. Mm. And I know they're there for me too. Yeah. Um, I feel really connected to them. And I talk to them often. Yeah. And they show me signs all the time that they're there. That's amazing. So those people I have a I have a great grandma too, Ella that I'm named yeah. after. So seriously, I could just name like yeah, a million on. little angels that I know and I even feel before I go into surgery, like yeah. I'm sitting there on the table, you know, they're they're putting the medication in my IV, they're doing yeah. everything, strapping me down to the table. <laughs> yeah. And I and I try not to get anxious, and I just look up at the sky and just think of my angels just right yeah. next to me in the room. Yeah. And I know they are. It's amazing. I know they are. Every time I'm in the operating mm. room, doctor's office, they're there. I know that for for fact. That's incredible. Thanks for sharing that. I know that's a it's a you know a, a special thing for you to talk about kind of stuff like that. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. I know you have some earthly. Uh, that are here that are angels we yes. talked we talked about one before we started yes let's, so let's talk about her for a she's second. amazing um jill kessler jill kessler okay this is for you sweetheart we love you you're the best you really jill, are i cannot believe her she has been my saving grace and i cannot thank her enough for what she's brought to my life. <laughs> so, she obviously, she had breast cancer. And I remember, I, I've i known her son since young. And him and I hung out ever since like sixth grade, like super yeah. young. <laughs> and I remember yeah. in seventh grade, when I'm, I'm in the midst of the heart and I had my first surgery, I got my first scar. It was it, it, just a few inches big. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just a few inches big, just one yeah. scar. Yeah. <laughs> I went over and I'm like bawling. Yeah. And I'm like, look at me. And I'm like, am I not even better? And what's mm. going on? And she just gave me a hug. And I felt 
the peace and hope come over me and she just said you need to thank your body for everything it's doing all the time Wow. and that's the biggest advice I would give anybody and it's helped me the most I sit there in the mirror naked seriously and I say thank you stomach for working when you can or wow. letting the tube feed me or thank you for the veins that I can get fluids through or thank you mm. for the feet that can get me out of bed when yeah. I can get out or yeah. Yeah. just the small things like that that help you feel more grounded and and make you feel more at peace with things and okay with things and when she told me that in that moment it was like everything's okay I'm okay yeah I'm all right what a beautiful thing to teach you in the moment that you needed it the most yeah <laughs> yeah Jill Jill truly is the best and I mean everyone that I everyone who knows Jill would just would say she's the best I, she know. Tr I don't we can't even put it in words right we're uh -uh. both crying right now by the way um and I know you talk to Jill a lot. What would you want to tell Jill right now? I just would want to tell her how much of a amazing energy and spirit she is. And the light and love she brings even without saying anything. I mean, I saw her a couple of days ago and I was in the dumps. Mm. I was really, really struggling. I said, Jill, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm having a hard time. The pain is hard. And nothing's working. I can't find answers. And she just gave me a hug and just said, I love you so much. And that's okay to feel like that. Yeah. And just that small little interaction, <laughs> I was like, yeah. you are an angel. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you for everything she's ever done, every advice. I mean, there's been times where I call her and I'm just like, help, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she comes to every every hospital stay I'm in. She's really? there. Wow. Everything. She has been my rock. And yeah. I... I could not thank her enough yeah. for what she's brought to the table for me. Wow. We, we all need a Jill in our life. Oh, yes. For we sure, do. right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, she, we talked about this. She's been on this podcast before, and I was just blown away at her and just her wisdom and her, her love and compassion for people yes. in general. I mean, just it, it exudes from her from her body mm -hmm. and like you said she's an amazing energy that, that's a great way to it. say it yeah that's a yeah like she walks in the room you just go bam you know and i almost it's feel like, like wow. healed around her yeah. it's like yeah. it's like such a healing yeah. powerful amazing energy it's yeah. just it's amazing I love yeah it. thanks for sharing that and i'm sure she'll really be happy to hear this <laughs> when she hears it right yeah um so you you have the surgery in germany um, things are looking like they're going in a good direction. You come back home. Yeah. Um, you know, things are looking up. Yeah, we're right? doing great then. Um, I'm eating. I'm, You're eating finally. I'm eating food <laughs> and I'm stoked about it. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. Stuff we take for granted. Yes. You're actually eating real food, oh. which we take for granted. Eating food and drinking water. Yeah. Like, hallelujah. Oh. Um, <laughs> thank you, God. Yeah. Like, thank you. Um, I was working out. Um, yeah. And actually, at that time, <laughs> I graduated high school a year and a half early, 
and mm-hmm. um i just had graduated and i just was so proud of myself i just yeah. i did it and i was like i'm doing better um and i saw improvements for yeah. a couple months yeah. and i started nursing school and i was yeah. excited i was doing good yeah um and then till i wasn't um it seems about once a year i get really really bad at, i get close to the veil a couple times really so going back to where you're in the excruciating pain again and all mm-hmm. that so it like comes back mm-hmm. okay and some usually it's a different symptom okay. different compression different thing and um like right after that um i started to urinate a lot of blood like a lot of blood mm. and then a lot of right flank pain and my doctors had no idea what it was no idea like beyond them when saw a million urologists nephrologists nothing um my surgeon here he said well let's just do an auto transplant so let's move your right kidney to your hip and see if that helps maybe you have a compression somewhere that we don't know Mm. so we moved my kidney and i actually saw some improvement i stopped urinating blood and my pain went away but then my eating pain came back. So whenever I ate or drank anything, it hurt. And then fatigue and then everything, all that started rushing back. Um, wow. And in Germany, they did a surgery that they don't do a lot. I mean, it's, yeah. he, he said he's never done the surgery. I was the yeah. first surgery he's ever done. Wow. Um, and what was actually amazing about that is he woke up in the middle of the night right before my surgery and was like, I know what I'm going to do. And I've never done this before, but I know what I'm going to do. Really? And he came in the next day and was like, I've never done this before, but I've watched it and I want you guys to trust me. So he took my right vein from my, my softness vein from my right leg, uh-huh. made a graft across my pelvis from it and put in this thing called a fistula at the beginning of it. And then that's how I get the blood up to my heart and head now is through that vein and the fistula is hard you put that there at the beginning um when you and you usually close it it's what keeps a vein open and patent yeah when you first put it there yeah Um, but it was actually equalizing the pressure in my system and it was helping me Mm. and so we decided to keep it open yeah you thought well if it's working yeah like let's let's try and then i um started to feel a lot of pain in my pelvis again so we closed it partially we we my surgeons went in and put a little string around it and just closed it halfway. And then I saw some improvement and then I'm, I'm got bad again. Um, and then I got really bad again back, probably back last June. I started to see decline in things. Mm. Um, this fistula pain like got so bad, horrible. And this Germany doctor was like, I don't know. And, he said, just close it, shut it down, just take it out or yeah. just shut the fistula shut down. Shut it down, yeah. And so there's no blood flow. And obviously, we don't want to fly back to Germany. I mean, that's not yeah. obviously um, very realistic money-wise and yeah. just lifestyle-wise. Yeah. For sure, yeah. And so we're just trying to figure it out. So my doctor goes in, my surgeon goes in, and he actually found an aneurysm in my um, fistula. Yeah. Wow. And we were so lucky. It didn't burst. 
Yeah. Like, so lucky. It was huge. And my doctor yeah. came panicking and running out of the surgery. My mom, she said he still had his surgery glasses, his everything on. He was like, I'm not supposed to be out here, but I don't know what to do. He was like, I just don't know what to do with your daughter. She he, has an aneurysm. You're kidding. And um, he said, there's two options. We can try and just close it or we can take it out and connect the vein, the saphenous vein in my pelvis to your femoral vein in your leg. So two veins that are not supposed to be connected together. Connect right. them. Connect them, yeah. yeah. Oh and he's gosh. like, you have to decide. So my mom's like, it's beyond her. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like we'd have no idea. She said, they just, they didn't know if I was going to make it out of the surgery too. And my boyfriend was there and it was, it was hard. They all had to make a decision and they decided um, to take out the fistula. So we took out the fistula in November. Um, I still get a lot of pain in there um, and it's gotten increasingly worse, almost like unbearable now. Um, and they yeah. don't know what it is. They found, they thought it was a Sonoma a few days ago. It, yeah. They they went in and got an ultrasound uh, right above it. My doctor went in. He's like, yeah. there's this like mass, something above your artery, like right on top of the artery that we connected. And he's yeah. like, it looks like a Sonoma. So I'm going to put a needle in it and like, let's try to take out some liquid. So we get like a couple oh inch needle gosh. out and, oh. um, we try to pull Gosh. out some liquid and nothing comes out. And we had to use a smaller gauge needle because it was so close to the artery. Yeah. So he's like, maybe it's not coming out because the smaller gauge needle, but I'm going to switch out the syringes and inject a steroid in there. And if this, if, if this works, it could dissipate and just go away, you know? So we tried that. Um, so they're still just guessing. Yes. <laughs> and that didn't work. So now we're trying to figure out the next step. Um, hmm. It's just so crazy. I look back and I've had over 60 procedures and surgeries and I, I just think, how did I do that? Yeah. How? How did I get through that? Well, I mean, me sitting over here, you know, and just, you're, you're a tough son of a gun. You are tough, but you've got these angels in your life uh, who aren't here that are supporting you. You got people here who are supporting you, but you you really are a, a miracle, honestly. Exactly. <laughs> I, you really are, and and I and I say that with all the love and yeah. compassion I could show to you. Like you really are, and you just you just prove how precious life is. You prove to us that you know even though you're going through a hard thing, you can still choose to be happy and have a good attitude, despite I'm sure you have your moments because you're human. And, but to overall, I mean, I guess one of the biggest questions that that leads up to is how are you doing this? Like, yes, you've gone through all these surgeries and procedures, but how are you handling this like mentally, emotionally, spiritually even? Mm -hmm. And how has faith maybe played a part in this? So, um, when I, before I went to Germany, so I was about 16, almost 16 maybe mm -hmm. before then, um, I started to go to a counselor. We're like, let's get me in therapy. Um, let's figure this out. I'm really struggling mentally. Yeah. So I actually started to see a therapist at Primary Ch Children's. And yeah. um, mm. that works with sick and dying children. Mm. Because we thought 
you know, because I'm, you're I'm thinking dying, this is so it. Yeah. We, we need to prepare me. And that's actually what helped got me to accepting okay. it. Okay. And being okay with it. And so I worked with her and that 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 got me okay for there. And as I um the past few years I've actually switched different counselors to to find what needs what needs they fit better and you know right, like what yeah. different guidance and that obviously helps but the the few things that I think really help me keep going are a um just the beautiful sunsets yeah yeah I am um, call up my little moments of my happiness yeah it's like no matter how bad my day is or how bad a day is to anybody mm-hmm. there's that like one glance of beauty once a day yeah, yeah. and even if it's just for a second even yeah. if it's just this little pink sky it's like yeah. that one second that's so beautiful and i want to see more beautiful things like that so i'm gonna hold on mm. um another thing is we have a gratitude board so we write down every day what are we grateful for that. that helps so much and then, um, also I, every morning I, um, I actually recently just got a puppy. I, uh, oh, right I, I'm going to train him to be my service dog. We're really excited. <laughs> oh, nice. And is it, it a lab or it's a, um, Portuguese water dog. Oh, He's really? Amazing. He's nice. beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Seriously. Amazing. Um, he, it's so weird. It's like we just gravitated toward each other yeah. and I felt so connected with him and I've had yeah. him about a month and a half now. And yeah. he has been like my rock the past yeah. couple of months. Aren't dogs amazing? amazing? They're amazing. Amazing. Like they can read you. They know you. They yeah. feel you. They love you. It's, they know when you're down. Yeah. It's like, like from the moment right? when like him and I met, I went and met a litter of puppies. And <laughs> it's like he like knew I was sick. It's like he knew I was going through hard things. And what he did the first time I met him. He just sat on my lap and cuddled me the whole entire time. Oh my gosh. And the the puppy breeder said, this one is really, really cuddly. I don't know why. Just for some <laughs> reason, he's really cuddly. Yeah. And I'm like, that's because he's meant for me. Yeah. And I'm in bed so much. So that's amazing. And so I brought him home and he has been just that's such amazing. a happy light. What'd you name him? Bowie. Bowie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> His name is Bowie, yes. Bowie. Wow. Yes, he's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, man, there's so much I want to ask you. There's uh, I know, I could go on. There's no, 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 so no. much. <laughs> One of the questions I had, you know, you like you mentioned earlier, you you know, you've been a dancer since you were two years old. You've worked really hard at it. You've passionate about dancing. How has what you learned in dancing helped you deal with this? adversity and health issues now um it gives me the determination and the resilience Mm, yeah i feel like as a dancer you have to be determined and stay determined to be successful and to be good yeah and i wanted to be good and so i put in the work and i wanted to do everything i could do to make it and that helped me gain such an amazing perspective on life just to apply that in every single aspect in your life because no matter how determined and 
if you put all your determination and you are resilient into everything you give, everything will work out the way it's supposed to. And it will be in your best favor. Yeah. It will come out the way it's supposed to be because you gave your all. And that's what I love. I love to say, I will try anything and everything. Yeah. I will try (laughs) anything and everything because it's like, if it's going to help me, I'll do it. Like, you know, I mean, I do feedings all day, almost 24 seven, you know, like that's not fun. I'm on IV antibiotics for a kidney infection. That's not fun. You know, daily fluids through a pick line. That's not fun. But with like determination and resilience, it's like, it's okay. Like, it's all right that, you know, the first six hours of my morning, I'm trying to get my meds in and get me hooked up and get my fluids in me. And, but yeah, it's definitely taught me to just keep my head focused and to just do it no matter yeah. what you there's yeah. no way around it but through yeah. it and yeah. wow. that's what it taught me for sure wow that's an amazing answer thank you for sharing that powerful you know i know i i i say this to my clients that i work with a lot that life happens for us i really do believe that and and it's hard to tell someone that when you're in the midst of the struggle yeah right and you hear this <laughs> and you go well thanks todd that sounds great appreciate it but but I know that one of your passions now is you want to bring awareness around this. Yes. Because it's so um, uncommon. Mm-hmm. No one, you know, no one talks about it. Like even said, doctors were like going, well, we can't work on you here. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like, you, you know, your passion for dancing. And now you got this passion for, I want to bring awareness around this. Yes. And you guys are, you and your family are creating these charities and things mm-hmm. like that. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about that and yeah, and yeah. what this looks like and, and why you're so passionate about this. Yeah. So I, I do want to touch, I do think that when um I had to set dance, uh, dance aside for a second, yeah. try and refocus and yeah. with all of these things like nursing school, I had to set aside and yeah. It's hard to feel like I I I don't have a pur- like I feel like I don't have a purpose. Yeah, like yeah. it's like I'm not working towards anything, and so it's hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I I just try to dig deep and f- feel like what what could I do to help? What could I do to f- find fulfillment somewhere? Yeah. And I just want to raise awareness for this group and for this disease and for these diseases because yeah. I, I know how lonely and how sad it can be and how invalidating and mm-hmm. it's just so sad that the places that you can get from not having answers and from being dismissed. Yeah. I mean, I there has been multiple patients that have taken their lives because they have doctors saying it's an eating disorder or this is in wow. your head. So it's, I mean, it's serious. I mean we are seeing this often and so when i hear that it i just have such a passion to let's let's educate these doctors let's help these people let's help these people find resources and give them the the doctors and the information that they need to yeah. get through it yeah. so they don't have to take their lives and sit in pain and Jeez. and think about oh well should i sit in pain for another day or should i take my life or do i need to sit i'm going to be sitting in pain my rest of my life and have yeah. not have answers for the rest of my life like yeah 
that is the loneliest feeling in the I world. I can't even imagine, yeah. And so my family, we we just, we are creating a charity and wanting to raise a fund to educate these doctors and to help people who can't pay for things and mm-hmm. to also just give people the resources that they need to get through it or to even get started Yeah, because I'm not through it. I mean, nine years <laughs> yeah. later, I'm not through yeah, it. Yeah. Like you don't just get through it. Yeah. You just have to get started. Yeah, And that's yeah. the hardest thing is you don't know where to get started because you don't have anything to tell you or anyone to tell you yeah. how to get started. Right. So I want to be that person for somebody. I want to advocate for those people. I want to tell the doctors and educate the doctors that, This is how you should be dealing with these patients. I mean, you can't dismiss them. You can't treat them like a mental health patient when you are physically in nine out of 10 pain, 24, seven, seven days out of week, seven days of the week. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. that's. (laughs) We we knew what you meant there, but yeah, I mean, well, and it's like when uh, you found out that other girl in Draper had the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm how that just felt so comforting just yes. to know that you weren't alone. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm hearing you. It's like people, hey, you're not you're not alone in this and we can we can talk about these things and yeah. we can help support and and I'm so glad you're going to be doing those charities yes. because I think especially you you've realized going through this that man there's so much you know lack of knowledge and unawareness around all this. Yes. And uh, I am excited too. My doctor will be doing a charity as well. And he'll be raising money to Uh help the doctor standpoint as well. So that will be very um, helpful. So I'm excited to bring awareness for that as well. And to educate doctors. And it, I, here in Salt Lake, we have a a few girls that have some pretty complex things. There's four girls that have the really complex things that my my doctor cannot figure out <laughs> i cannot right. figure out yeah. he's like you guys are just my headache <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> um but we all are really t- close yeah close-knit talk that's awesome weekly i, I mean yeah. i talk to them multiple times a week that's great and i'm wanting to create i'm that for everybody because yeah. those three other girls they help me push and live every day. That's great. I mean, one of them has been hospital bound and bed bound, been in bed for two years, laying down flat and been in the hospital for six months now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is Yeah. so heartbreaking. Yeah. Especially to know, like to know that, I know what she's physically yeah, going through. Yeah, you know through. what she's going through, yeah. And so wow. I just want to create this amazing community and create this family of people to help them and so we can all feel supported and lifted and guided. And I want us to have this amazing energy and spirit and yeah. have this faith of we're going to be okay. We're yeah we're okay. We can have hope. We can trust God. We can believe in God because in these hard times, it's hard to be like, why me? Like if God's real, then why would he put this in my life? Why would he make me feel like this 24 seven? Yeah. So it tests your faith so hard. Oh man. And you are like, um, 
heck life <laughs> yeah right <laughs> really you get to yeah. like this is sucks what is this life thing <laughs> you're like this is not real like I can't this, believe that's Allie doing her best not to swear. Yes, so. that, <laughs> that is that me. Good. That is me not not trying to swear. But no, I, I totally understand what you're saying, and 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 really, m- maybe one of the reasons. And again, I'm not saying I understand this completely, but maybe one of the reasons you've gone through this is for you to actually be the catalyst and the fuel behind creating all these things you're talking about. I actually feel like that's my purpose, yeah. and that's what I feel like. Yeah, my purpose. Um, has grown to be as I've had to shift from dance to something else. Um, mm-hmm. I just finally feel like I can, I really can make a difference. Yeah. And I want to make that difference. Yeah. And I have the determination and resilience for that. And my family does too. So we will fight until we make a difference. Yeah. And so I, I just, I'm so excited to help someone to, to, to give them a little hope, to help them yeah. believe in God a little more, to help them have the faith. I just, I'm excited to make a difference in one person's life. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are hearing this right now, and I guarantee you it's making a difference because um, anyone listening to this who has a heart will feel your love, your passion, even your pain, and, and, and be blown away by again the way you carry yourself I, you. it really is like i thank you i mean i i almost not, i'm not worthy to be in this room with you seriously <laughs> oh my gosh it feels that way. well again because you know i find me complaining about things and i sit there and why am i complaining about this it's nothing it's like literally nothing and, but it's it's also you know, relevant in our lives <laughs> though yeah, right like we're all going through these things yeah. and everything's relevant and so i just <laughs> i <laughs> i do want to say that like yeah it it is hard when you are in your own situations because you can't, yeah. like you said, when you're in the midst of things, yeah. you can't see a light. I yeah. mean, yeah. you can't find that hope. So yeah, it it is all relevant. It really yeah. is. Well, that leads to this question. I, you've already shared some amazing insight and some advice for all of us, but if there's someone listening to your voice this very moment who's in a dark place maybe for different reasons, obviously, than what you're going through, but they're still there, like you said. It's all relative, but they're in that dark space, and they're not sure what to do. What would you tell that person right now, Allie? I would tell them when there are days when you're in pain and you don't want to do it, that's when you need to do it the most. Mm -hmm. So get outside and live through the pain. Mm. And that's when you can find the hope because when you're stuck inside yourself and in your head and say, I'm in bed and I'm like, I'm in so much pain. I I'm struggling mentally. I can't find answers. I'm not seeing any improvement. My pain is nine out of 10. And then I think, you know what? I'm just going to get bundled up and I want to (laughs) take my dog in the backyard and play with him for an hour. Yeah. And that usually can bring me to do one more hour of the day yeah. or two more hours of the day. Yeah. That helps me get through yeah. my days because yeah. sometimes even just an hour feels like too much. Yeah. So I would just say push to live through the pain, yeah. push to love through the pain and push yeah. to have a life through the pain. Yeah. Wow. 
great advice and and again this is mind-blowing you truly are a warrior thank you i mean you. you really are and i um i know that this is going to touch a lot of hearts and anything i can do and anyone listening to this that can help contribute to your cause i'm going to i'm going to ask all of us to do something to help you you know if that's donating to your charity if that's you know donating some time or money or whatever you need even you know? just for me like or i'm just talking to you yes, and saying hello and saying hi or yeah for me i i've started to um <laughs> actually post on social media and really yeah. show yeah the real life because i feel like in this generation and everything it's so hard well i'm laughing because i think you were showing uh, like this is what my day looks like and you were turning on your shower to get in the shower and then you showed your dog was in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> the dog was in the shower yeah <laughs> Yes. And I'm trying to show like, <laughs> this is real life. Yeah. This is what like, I'm doing. Well, yeah. yeah. And I, I <laughs> even so for, as you're saying to help, even if it's just a, a repost of a post that I just posted yeah. saying, yeah. this is what I'm going through. Yeah. Like just to bring the awareness to everybody. Cause just for someone to feel like they're recognized. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. is just to give someone hope. Wow. I love that. Well, we're going to put all the links uh, to everything in the show notes of this. Um, like I said, I'll support and anytime, you know, when things go live, I'll help support that and repost. And, you know, we can even have you back on the show after things are really up and running in that area. And we yeah. can just bring more, the more, you know, if you're willing. Yeah, that, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it'd be fun. Um, this is just a thought is have you and Jill on at the same time. Oh my gosh. Tell me that wouldn't be That would epic. be amazing. Let's do it. We're going to make that okay. happen. It just came to me, right? Let's this do very it. second just came to me. We're going to do that. Jill plan on it. Jill, buckle up. <laughs> be ready now. Yeah, we need to buckle up for Jill, right? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the other way around. Um, well, Allie, um, I could talk to you all day and I just can't thank you enough for having the courage and the strength and you know, you're sitting here with this positive attitude. I'm sure you're in some pain and you just, you're here live in my office and I can't thank you enough that you're willing to do this and share this with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you willing to bring me on here and just talk about it. It's, yeah. it's hard to, yeah. to relate to people and to, mm -hmm. it's, it's just amazing when we finally do. I know that. Yeah. The connections and the energy that you can feel after is just amazing. Yeah. And I, I already feel that from you. You're like, oh, cool. Like just a friend now. It's yeah, amazing. I feel the same about so, you, Allie. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're welcome. You know, I once heard that uh, when you're connected, you're never more fully alive when you're connected. Yeah. I agree. And here we are connecting right now. And I, I, you know, it's just amazing. And I consider you a friend as well and your mom and your family. And, you know, since we know Jill, we're all family we're all now, family. Right? Thanks to Jill. And <laughs> anyway, um, Jill's probably like, quit talking about me. <laughs> you know, this is Allie's thing. But yeah, Allie, you're amazing. Um, I um, want everyone listening to this right now. Obviously, you were touched listening to Allie's story. If you know anyone who's struggling, please share this episode with them. Because no matter what they're going through, you know, Allie understands. Allie gets it. She understands what it feels like to feel hopeless. Uh, and most of us don't understand what it feels like to be on the brink of death and to be able to still have a, you know, a, a positive attitude through all that, but this will help them and it'll help, you know, spread the word and please just, you know, reach out to Allie, you know, Allie, if someone did, you know, wants to follow you on Instagram or 
TikTok or Facebook, yes. whatever you're on, what's the best way and what, what is your handle, I guess? Um, so on Instagram, <laughs> I'm a underscore Jensen 94. And then on TikTok, I'm Allie Jensen 94. Okay. Um, I answer all messages. I answer all questions. I get like things weekly, like I bet. I'm dealing with this and this, like, where can I go? So seriously, anybody can reach out for anything. I love, love, yeah. love helping. So yeah. Yeah. And again, it's the connection piece. Yes, it allows exactly. you to connect with people. Let's create a family and a let's community. Do it. And let's, let's build this and keep moving forward. So reach out to Allie, everybody, please. She wants to hear from you and she will answer you. Yes. And she'll be honest with you too. And that's the one thing I love about your posts is you're very vulnerable. Like you just, you know, I'm having a bad day right now. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Right now sucks. Yeah. And I need a prayer from you. And mm-hmm. and I, I I just love that vulnerability. And I appreciate that more. I think you it's know. important to yeah. share. I feel like yeah. in this day and age, it, you don't see that a lot. So I think yeah. it's very important. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Allie. You're the Thank best. Thank you. Truly. Thank you for having truly me Truly a on. warrior. Yeah, you bet. Well, there you go, guys. I told you you were in for a treat today. This was amazing. Um, Allie's the best. Uh, just has a spirit about her that I can't even explain, and I'm the lucky one. I get to sit here with her. But I want to thank our sponsors again and again for the music. Paul Cardall, thank you for letting us use it. And, you know, guys, I do this podcast because I love you. And, uh, <clears throat> and I love my guests who are willing to be vulnerable on here. And if you're struggling, just know we're in this together and we're here. Let's have each other's backs no matter what it is. So I love you guys. And uh, until next time, all right, take care, everybody.